1: I'm on your touch. Describe a God that is indescribable. How can we describe you, O oh God? Can I if words describe cannot describe you, how can I describe you? Mm-hmm. A God if I'll words in my mouth cannot describe you, oh, why don't you sing to Him? Mm-hmm. How, How
0: can I, I explain it, explain love, a love that's unexplainable, I'm at loss of words, I'm at loss of words. words sing how can i oh, not enough words how in my mind i don't have enough words Oh, oh, oh i don't know what language in that is good stride, enough to describe oh, who you
1: are i don't have enough how words how
0: can so i not. explain how
1: I can explain, you. explain Your ways that jump
0: my understanding. Oh, the ways that comprehension. Now, oh, yes. Oh, no, the trouble is I'm I at loss. I cannot explain your ways. How can I, I explain, explain your ways? Your ways are beyond love comprehension. Your love is beyond understanding. The understanding of man. Oh, the heavens! As far as it is from the earth, I'm that is how your ways are from my ways. For oh, Jesus, say we how can I describe? That's if I describe <laughs> God us a in the struggle. How can I explain? How can I explain? was. That's why I sing oh 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 my heart sings oh oh oh
1: Thankful and grateful that you have included us in this wonderful kingdom. We are thankful, oh God, that our eyes have been opened to your grace. Father, we are thankful, oh God, that among so many you chose us. We are grateful and we are thankful that we can call you Abba Father. This evening, it is for your sake that we gather here. Therefore, God, we ask, let your spirit be amongst us and speak to us. We ask, Father, that our hearts will be in your hand like a clay. Remold our hearts, oh God. You say you take this stony heart and you will give us a heart of flesh. We ask tonight, O God, that you transform our hearts, change us. Let us not leave this place the same as we came. But may our presence here be worth it. We are thankful and grateful in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Why don't you clap for Jesus as you take your seats? Hallelujah wonderful well I, um, I want to continue the message that we've been sharing for these few weeks um, on circumstances we've been talking a lot about circumstances and um, I believe you receive a summary of the things we have shared already and it's wonderful that uh, in our Christian walk We have to deal with circumstances. Amen. Amen. And we say circumstances are not in themselves curses. They are not demons. But circumstances can do the exact things that demons do in our lives. Amen. Amen. Circumstances can do the same things that demons can do in our Christian walk also. Circumstances can take us away from God, just as demons, when we allow them to come into our lives, can take us away from God. Amen. Amen. And so we are learning about the circumstances, because the circumstances are there. They are around us. Amen. Amen. We ought to deal with them. We cannot run away from them. Hallelujah. It's not something that we can close our eyes too, but we have to deal with them, and we have to have a way to deal with them. We have to have the knowledge to deal with them. Hallelujah. Amen. And so we've been sharing so many things about circumstances. We said our circumstances ought to be categorized. Isn't that so? First, we need to identify our circumstances. Amen. Amen we need to identify our circumstances. If there is something we want to do for God, we want to identify what it is that stands in our way that we aren't able to do it for God. If it is our attendance to church, what is it that stands in our way that we are not able to come to church? It is circumstances. And when you look at some of these things, they are in themselves not bad. If you have to If you have to do your laundry, is it a bad thing? If you have to go to the grocery store, is it a bad thing? It's not a bad thing. But it can stand in your way of serving God. You can say, all my clothes are dirty and I need to wash my clothes. And then you will choose a Sunday to do your laundry. And you can justify that I need to do my laundry. Monday is coming and I need to do my laundry. Do you see? And so we need to identify what it is that stands in our way that we aren't able to serve God. And then we say we need to determine the type of the circumstance. If it is a major circumstance or a minor circumstance. Amen. If it is something that is movable or immovable. Certain circumstances are movable. Some are not we also said we need to see if it is avoidable or unavoidable. Isn't that so? That's true. And what else? We said circumstances are of relative importance. And we need to categorize them. How important. What We need to assign values to our circumstances. Hallelujah. And I believe last week we talked about That your circumstances should not come to make you be displaced. We says, do not be moved by the circumstances. Isn't that so? And we shared a lot about this. We said, do not be moved by your circumstances. Paul says that he does not count his life so dear unto him. And he does not allow the things that make his life move him. And the things that make your life are the things that stand around you and these are our circumstances. Hallelujah. And we should not let these things move us. We are workers, we are parents, we are students, but we should not let these things move us. These things should not displace us in any way. Hallelujah. Wonderful. Today I want to continue... I want to continue on dealing with our circumstances. And today I want to talk about how that we must learn to ignore some circumstances. We must learn to ignore some circumstances. Hallelujah. Certain circumstances must be ignored. Amen. Some circumstances are ignorable. Is there a word like that? Or we, we can make it up. Amen. Some circumstances must be ignored. Hallelujah. Some circumstances ought to be put aside. Amen. Otherwise, we cannot serve God. There are so many things we cannot do for God if we are going to include everything that is around us. Hallelujah. Amen. Amen. Turn with me to Mark chapter 4, Mark chapter 4 and verse 13, Mark chapter 4 and verse number 13. If you read the preceding scriptures, it was a parable that Jesus told his disciples. Maybe I'll read that quickly to you, verse 3, Mark chapter 4, verse 3. It says, "Hacking, behold, there went out a sower to sow, and it came to pass as he sowed, some fell by the wayside, and the fowls of the air came and devoured it up, and some fell on stony ground where it had not much earth, and immediately it sprang up because it had no depth of earth. But when the sun was up, it was scorched, and because it had no root, it withered away. And some fell among tongues. And the thorns grew up and choked it, and it yielded no fruit. And other fell on good ground and did yield fruit that sprung up and increased and brought forth some 30 and some 60 and some 100. Amen. Now he says that, And he said unto them, He that he that had ears to hear, let him hear. Jesus was a powerful preacher, I tell you. He's finished. He says, if you have ears, hear. Amen. Now this was a parable that Jesus told his disciples. Jesus used a lot of parables to explain so many things to the disciples. Amen. Sibia, do you understand? So Jesus was using the parables, or sometimes he would use a story. He would tell a story, and from that, he would teach them something. Amen. So he told them this parable. And verse 13, he says, so the I mean, before that, the people came, and they asked him for the meaning of this parable. And verse 13 says, and he said unto them, know ye not this parable? And how then will ye know all parables? the sower soweth the word so he began to explain the parable to them he says the sower soweth the word and these are there by the wayside where the word is sown but when they have heard so you see the, 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 the seed that he's talking about is the word of God it is the word of God that is preached isn't that so So Jesus is saying the word of God is a seed. Do you understand? The word of God is a seed. That means anytime you hear the word of God seeds are being sown into your life. Anytime you hear the word of Jesus says that the word of God is a seed. So anytime you hear the word of God Seeds are being sown into your life. The more of the word you hear, more seeds are being sown into your life. Amen. So even as I am preaching right now, I am sowing seeds into your life. I am sowing seeds into your life. And seeds are supposed to bring forth fruits, Isn't that so? When you sow seeds, it's supposed to bring forth fruits. Amen. So, what will determine the fruit or how much fruit you bring forth depends on the ground upon which the seed falls. Isn't that so? So, Jesus began to explain this to them. He says... verse 13, verse 14. It says, the sower soweth the word. And these are they by the wayside where the word is sown. But when they have heard, Satan cometh immediately and taketh away the word that was sown in their hearts. That is one part. So what I'm saying is that the The fruit that will come out from sowing the seed depends on the ground, depends on the environment, depends on climatic conditions. So it depends on certain factors. Now he's saying that some of these seeds, when it's sown, Satan, you know who is Satan? He says, and it says, Satan cometh immediately. He doesn't wait. As soon as the word comes, he comes immediately. You know, there's so many times that you dream. And as soon as you wake up, you forget a dream. You're dreaming and you, sometimes it's a long dream. A long dream. And as soon as you wake up, you forget a dream. Because... You see, Satan comes immediately and he takes a dream. Do you see? That is why when you rise up like that, you need to be in a worship. When you begin to worship, when you begin to worship and you begin to worship and begin to, you see that the dream comes back again. Amen. Amen. You realize the dream will come back and sometimes you'll be there depending on the environment. You see, if your day will involve a lot of lies and a lot of... You see, there are certain lies that are not even necessary. You know, you are late. You are late to work. You are late to work. And you know the reason why you are late is you didn't wake up early. But then you are saying the trains are rough and, you know, I am stuck by the train and I'm at the train station. and It's a lie. You see, and if your day goes like that, you will never remember the dream because satan is around you satan will be around you but if your day would involve worship and quiet time and listening to a message and sometimes you are just listening to a message or you are listening to a song and you are just in a worship on a train and you are just enjoying this song suddenly the dream comes back amen but if your day is filled with attractive things to the enemy, that's the end of the dream. You will not remember the dream again. Angry and insulting people in your head. and oh, You will not remember the dream. Satan cometh immediately and taketh away the word that was sown in their hearts and these are they likewise which are sown on stony ground who when they have heard the word immediately receive it with gladness and have no root in themselves and so endure but for a time afterwards when affliction or persecution ariseth For the word's sake, immediately they are offended. That is another topic. I'm not even going to go there. Verse 18, he says, And these are they which are sown among tongues, such as hear the word. And the cares of this world, the cares of this world, and the deceitfulness of riches, and the lust of other things, Entering in, choke the word, and it becometh unfruitful. Do you understand it? And these are, verse 20 says, and these are they which are sown on good grounds, such as hear the word and receive it and bring forth fruit, some thirtyfold, some sixty, and some a hundred. Hallelujah. So many things affect the yield of the fruits. There are some that do not yield anything at all because of the ground upon which it fell or because of what is around. Do you see? Now in the case of the seed of the word of God also, other factors affect it. Amen. Other factors affect the word of God also when it is sown and these factors also will determine how much fruit it will bring and he says the cares of this world verse 18 he says the cares of this world will choke the word the cares of this world have an ability to choke the word of god when it comes into your life the cares of this world The things that you care about. Mm, mm. The things that are around you. Your circumstances. Mm. Amen. Amen. The things that you care about. The things that concern you. They can choke the word. And make it unfruitful. it. It can make it unfruitful. What does choke mean? Choke means. It clocks it. Isn't that so? It is choked. It's so it, it looks as if it is not even there. It is like it's occluded, it is covered. <laughs> Amen. You can't even you can't even see it. And it looks like it's not there. Amen. It looks as if it's not there. It says it chokes the word. It chokes the word. That means that. Your cares, your cares can make the word of God look like it is not there. Your cares, the things you care about can make, it can choke the word of God that has come into your life and it can make it look like you have not even received any word. Do you understand what I'm sharing with you? Do you understand what I'm saying? So, the things we care about, The circumstances. The things that are around us. They can choke the word. Such that when we look at you. It's as if you have never been to church before. It's as if we have never been preached to. It's as if you have never read the word of God. He says the cares of this world. The cares. The things you care about. The things that concerns you. The things that. You are, are important to you, the things you spend your time on, amen. amen. Am I speaking to somebody? Yes. This so you see, this is not Satan, Atom. Satan has his part. That's right. Do you understand? Yeah. That is why I am saying that the circumstances they are not demons, but they can do the same exact thing as demons can do to. The word when it comes to you. Do you understand what I'm saying, Robert? So, we are saying that when the word comes, immediately Satan comes to take it. Now, when Satan comes to take it, then it makes, it means that it looks as you didn't receive any word. You can't even remember. Sometimes you make certain resolutions as we are preaching. And as the word is coming, you are making certain decisions and you you decide, oh, from now on. And then sometimes you you, it just dawns on you, say, ah, so this is and then you make a decision right there. But the word of God is saying immediately, immediately you hear the word, and even just making the decision, Satan comes and then he takes the word out. So you live here and your life is just like someone who didn't come to church. You are just exactly like someone who did not come to church. And he's saying that the curse of this world, because when Satan takes the word, it means that the word is now not fruitful in your life. There's no fruit. It's not going to bear forth any fruit because there is no seed anyway. The seed that was sown has been taken out. Do you understand what I'm sharing with you? Now, the Bible is saying that the things that you care about, your circumstances, the cares of this world, it can also do exact as Satan can do to you. In that it can choke the word, it can choke the word such so that it becomes unfruitful. And so it has choked the word that when we look at you, it's like you didn't receive the word. Am I speaking to somebody this evening? Am I making sense to you this evening? Yeah. He says, the curse of this world, the curse of this world, and the deceitfulness of riches, and the lust of other things, entering in, entering in, choke the well and it becomes unfruitful. He says, and the curse of this world, are you reading with me? And the cares of this world and the deceitfulness of riches and the lust of other things doing what? Entering, entering in entering in what does it do? It chokes the world and it becometh unfruitful. So now, does it mean that when the cares of this world do not enter in then it does not choke the world. And then the word that comes in your life becomes fruitful. Amen. If you are able to not let the curse of this world enter in, if you are able to ignore the curse of this world and do not allow them to enter in, then the word becomes fruitful in your life. Amen. Amen. Am I making sense to somebody this evening? Hallelujah. Amen. So He says, it chokes it. That means that so much has been sown into your life. So much has been sown. We have sown seed upon seed upon seed. But when we look at you, it's as if there's no word in you. It's as if there has not been any change. It's as if the word of God is not fruitful. The curse of this world can make the word of God look like it has no power. Because the curse of this world can choke it. Amen. Hallelujah. Am I speaking to somebody this evening? Amen. These are not demons. Demons. These are the things that we care about. The cares of this. What are some of the cares of this world? What are some of the cares of this world? That you need to, You want a house. The, the, the desire to own your own house. The desire to own a car. Isn't that a care of this world? Jennifer, is, are these not some of the things we are working so hard for? To go on vacation, the desire, the the ability to afford good vacation. Sibia, isn't that so? Isn't that why we work so hard that we can afford to go on good vacations? Yes. The desire to buy the clothes that you want. You want to wear what you want. Amen. the curse of this world that, that you, 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 you want to marry you want to marry you want to have children you want to raise your family you want a beautiful family the curse of this world to finish your degree to be able to go to school to pass your exams the curse of this world to write a good paper, to get a good credit, or to get a good grade for it. The case of this world. Amen. So he says, these things entering in, and these are not demons. These are not demons. But these things entering in, entering in, make the word of God look like it has no effect. These things coming in make the word of God look like it has no power. It makes, it, it makes the word of God look like it can't change. It cannot change situation. It cannot change condition. But he says, when you allow these things, these things that you care for, these things that are important to you, these things that are around you that sort of make your life, when you allow them to enter in, it makes the word of God unfruitful. It makes it unfruitful. Amen. Amen. It makes it unfruitful. Hallelujah. Amen. So God is saying we must cast all our cares upon him. That is the only, he says, therefore, cast all your cares upon him. Amen. Amen. All your cares. First Peter 5, and I believe verse 7. That cast all your cares upon him because he knows that if you allow the curse to enter in. It makes his word of none effect. It makes it unfruitful. So he says, "Casting all your cares upon him, for he cared for you. He cares for you." But you see, we and he has he has given us several promises, but these promises are of no effect because we bring the curse in. Amen. We bring the curse in. Psalm 55 verse 22. Psalm 55 verse 22. It says, Cast thy burden upon the Lord and he shall sustain thee. He shall never, say never. 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 Tell your neighbor, look at your neighbor and say never. As your neighbor, do you understand the word never? As a a person, does it mean sometimes? Or occasionally? It means never. (laughs) My brother, what's your name? Samson. Thomas. Thomas. Does never mean sometimes? never means never not today not tomorrow not next year not next week not in two years time not in ten years time he says cast thy burden upon the Lord and he shall sustain thee and then look at the colon he says he shall never suffer the righteous to be moved Amen. he shall never suffer the righteous To be moved. Amen. Amen. Now listen, there will be a time that you will look and you see a circumstance standing there. And then you see the, the desire. You want to own this car. I am tired of working. I am tired of every day asking for a ride. I am tired of the. I am tired of staying single. I am tired of not having my own. I am tired of this small apartment. I am tired of living here with this small closet, with my clothes spilling up. I am tired of this job. I need to go to school and earn a degree and do this. But and so the curse. Now you begin to bring the curse in, and when you begin to bring the curse in, then it, it, says, it says, "He shall never suffer the righteous to be moved." The curse, when it enters in, it makes this word of none effect. It makes this promise of none effect, because it says, "Cast." all thy cares all thy cares upon him but when you see when you see the care standing there the circumstance when you see it standing there you seem not to be able to ignore it you seem not to be able to say yes i see you but i am looking at what the word of god is saying is it ignore the circumstances cast it upon him just leave it upon him and cast all the cares on him and look to the promise." And then the word of God, the promises of God, they will have effect. They will become fruitful in your life. But when you look at the circumstance, and you see how long am I going to stay single? How long am I going to stay on this job? How long am I going to receive this salary? How long am I going to drive this car? How long am I going to walk? How long? and when you see the circumstances you can't help but bring this curse in and when you bring the curse in it chokes the word and it makes it unfruitful it makes it unfruitful amen it makes it unfruitful but I tell you it's a seed and it will bring forth fruit it may not bring forth hundredfold in you but it will bring forth fruit it will bring forth 30 in someone. It will bring forth 60 in someone. And in another person, it will bring forth 100. But by all means, it will bring forth fruit. If you do not allow the curse of this world to enter in and choke it. Amen. If you do not allow the curse of this world to enter in. So he said, cast all your cares cast all your cares upon him. It says he shall never suffer the righteous. He shall never suffer a born again Christian. God shall never suffer you to be moved. Amen. So, bring that scripture again. Bring that scripture again. You see, Paul says, he says, he, says let, he says, last week we were sharing that do not be moved by the circumstances. Do you see? So he says that, he says, cast thy burden upon the Lord, and he shall sustain thee. He shall never suffer the righteous to be moved. Now do you realize that not casting your burden upon the Lord will cause him not to sustain thee and these things Your cares now which you have not cast upon the Lord, they shall cause you to be moved. They will cause you to be shaken. Amen. They will cause you to be moved. Amen. Is somebody understanding what we are sharing this evening? That is why Jesus says to leave your cares. Leave your cares. Just leave them. Leave them. And you, you just leave your curse and just seek his kingdom first. He said, leave the curse, leave them, leave them, leave the curse, leave the curse, leave the curse and seek his kingdom. Seek you. That is your responsibility. Seek his kingdom first. Seek the kingdom of God first and his righteousness and he says all these kids that you are thinking about that you need a car that you need a house a beautiful home that you need to finish your degree that you need to get married that you need to have children he says your father in heaven knows that you also you have need of these things your father knows he says he knows that you have need of these things and he has promised that he will never ever leave you nor forsake you He says, just cast these cares upon him. Cast them upon him. He knows that you need this. He knows you need money. He knows that you need clothes. He knows that you need a place to live. He knows that you need food to eat. He knows that you need to drive a car. Your father in heaven knows the righteous will not be moved. The people who are moved He says, they are the Gentiles. He says, that is what the Gentiles do. The Gentiles seek after these things. The Gentiles are always looking after these things. The Gentiles are always bringing in the curse. But you seek, you first my kingdom. Don't worry about the curse. Ignore the curse. Yes, they are there. They are the things that you care about. But ignore them. And behave as if they do not exist. Because your father in heaven knows that you need them. He knows that you need them. Amen. Amen. He knows that you need them. Amen. He knows that you need them. Hallelujah. Your father in heaven knows that you need them. Amen. In John chapter 16 verse 33, he says, in this world you will have tribulations. You will have tribulations. In this world, in the world that we live in, you will have tribulations. Tribulations will be there. But God is not telling us to fight against these tribulations with all our strength, with all our might, with all our heart, with all our minds, and with all of our soul. He says we will have tribulations. So then why would we why should we not fight them? If he's saying we should, we will have tribulations, then we should fight the tribulations with all our hearts, with all our strength, with all our minds, and with all our soul. But he says, no, no, no. In this world you have tribulations, yes. But you, he says, love the Lord your God with all your heart, with all your mind, with all your soul, with all your strength. Leave the tribulations. You just love me. Love me with all your heart. Love me with all your mind. Love me with all... Don't use your strength to fight these tribulations. Use them to love me. Use them to love me. Amen. 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 Does it mean that then you should ignore them? Yes. 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 Because he will sustain you. Amen. He will sustain you. Amen. He will sustain you. How is he going to sustain me? How is he going to sustain me? That is the case. It's not you to concern yourself about. He says, leave them to me. Cast all your cares upon me. How am I going to be fed if I'm to ignore this? How am I going to drive if I'm to ignore it? Your father in heaven says, cast them upon him. And he will care for you. He will care for you. He knows how to do it. He knows how to do it. And he knows when you need it. He says, your father in heaven knows that you have need of these things. You have need of these things. You have need of these things. Amen. So what should we do with our circumstances? We must learn to ignore our circumstances. 1 Corinthians chapter 7 and verse 29 first corinthians chapter 7 and verse 29 amen, amen. amen. first corinthians chapter 7 and verse 29 Hallelujah. He says, Are thou bound unto a wife? Seek not to be loosed. Art thou bound? Art thou loose from a wife? Seek not a wife. But and if thou marry, thou hast not sinned. And if a virgin marry, she had not sinned." Nevertheless, such shall have trouble in the flesh, but I spare you. Look, Jesus says we will have tribulation in this world. But this I say, verse 29: "Brethren, the time is short. It remaineth that both they that have wives be as though they had none." <laughs> you have you have you have a wife ignore it as if you don't have a wife and do the work of God he said the time is short Savia he said the time is short the time is short ignore the circumstances yeah the wife is crying oh he says, says ignore and do the work of God God will take care of the wife. I say he will take care of the wife. He will take care of the wife. He, she's crying eh, you don't love me you left me and you went to church and then you went here and the church was going here you went for cup meeting and then you left me with the children and I was, I was all by myself and then ignore her and do the work of God God will take care of her I say God will take care of her in the end God will take care of her yes God will take care of her amen amen ignore your circumstances he says, it reman- he says but this I say brethren the time is short it's remained that both, that both they that have wives be as though they had none and they that weep as though they weep not ignore the things that make you cry too much of the crying and everyday, why are you not in church I don't know ignore the crying and serve the Lord, come and serve the Lord I am too sad, I didn't like the way he treated me, I don't like how he talked to me, last night I didn't like the way she was, I didn't like, ignore the crying and come and serve the Lord let them weep behave as if there's nothing to weep about Amen. Ignore them. Ignore them. Rise up, rise up. It's keeping you down, and you are crying. Rise up. Come and serve the Lord. He said, He will never suffer the righteous to be moved. He will never suffer the righteous to be moved. It is his word. Don't bring in the curse and see that the word is effective. And see that the word of God has power to change. You just ignore the curse. Put it aside and see that the word of God has power. Amen. 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 Ignore. Ignore the circumstances. It says, and they that rejoice as though they rejoice not. As though they rejoice not. And they that buy, as though they possess not. This flat screen TV that you bought, because of this new TV, you won't come to church. You are watching TBN. These days, on Sundays, I watch TBN. You don't go to church? Why? Oh, I, I watch TBN. I watch TV. Amen. It says, and they that buy as though they possess not, and they that use this wealth as not abusing it, for the fashion of this world passeth away. Amen. But I would have you without carefulness. I would choose that you have no care for the cares. Don't be careful for these things. He that is unmarried, careth for the things that belong to the Lord, how he may please the Lord. But he that is married, careth for the things that are of the world, how he may please his wife. That is why you are not serving God. The case how you may please your wife. That is why you are not serving God. I have to lie by my wife, you know. It's because of my wife, you know. Because of my wife, I couldn't do this. It was because of my wife that I couldn't do this. Ah, I so, so I was coming. My wife said this, says so I couldn't do this. Oh, my wife said "Because He says leave that wife and do the work of God. Amen. I might preach it to somebody this evening. <laughs> <laughs> Hallelujah. Amen. Amen. Look. The curse of this world. The curse of this world. When you bring it in, when you bring it in, when it's entering in, it chokes the word of God. So you come to church and come to church and come to church, but because of the curse of this world, it's as if there is no effect of church on you. The word of God has no effect on you. The word of God has no effect on you. Because of the curse of this world. Amen. Amen. Matthew 16 and verse 26. Matthew 16 and verse 26. It says, For what is a man profited if he shall gain the whole world and lose his own soul? What is a man profited if he shall gain the whole world and lose his own soul? Or what shall a man give in exchange for his soul? What do you profit? If you gain the whole world and lose your soul. What do you profit? You have finished your nursing degree. But you have lost your soul. You've lost your, you, you have lost your soul. You have finished marrying. Now the, the husband that you want. It is here. And you have lost your soul. The wife that you want. You have the wife. Now you have lost your soul. You say, it's because of my career you have put the work of God down and because of your career and pursuing your career and you say, what? You've gained your career but you have lost your soul. What does it profit you? What profit is that? What profit is that? What profit is that? What profit is that? You finish. You see, a lot of women when they, when they have children it is a pause. When they have children the work of God is on a pause. Things that they were doing, they stopped doing them. They are not doing the work of God anymore because of the children that God has given you. What does a man profit at if you will have all your children, raise them properly, and let them go to college and finish and be great people, and you lose your soul? What do you profit? What do you profit? And a lot of you, you have seen your parents spend all their lives raising you. You are sitting here midweek service and receiving the word of God a lot of your parents they are not born again they are not born again what did they profit them then if your parent is to die and go to hell just because they spend the time raising you don't let your children take God away from you amen see some of these women once they have children that's it The work of God is on pause. They sit down with their children on their laps, sending people around. Sending people around. Pick this for me. Get me some chicken. Get me some pizza. Get me this. No movement. Sending grown-ups, sending children, sending everyone because The prince is here. The princess has arrived. He's sitting on my lap. No movement. They come to church. They come and they sit down. That's it. They don't get up until we are all done. Even as we are all cleaning and arranging, they are sitting down. And then people are cleaning, they move a little bit, and then they clean around them. When we finish, are we finished? And then can you take the stroller? Can you take this? Can you take that? Can you take this? Can you take this? Can you take that? And then everything is gone. Then she will get up. And then she's carrying the baby and go. The following week, the same thing. Come and sit down. Put the word of God. Put the work of God. Everything on pause amen what do you profit after you have finished all of that and you lose your soul amen look our Christian walk our Christian life is like driving on a highway as you are driving on a highway there are so many things that you encounter as you are driving on a highway you will encounter marriage you encounter school you encounter raising children You encounter a job, a new job, finding a new job, drawing a new resume, going for interviews. You encounter this, you encounter that. But you still continue on. You don't stop in the middle of the highway. You don't stop. You don't let these things stop you from moving forward. Just because someone didn't drive well and cross you does not make you now, I'm not moving because of what this person has done. You will die. I say you will die you will die. That is why when you allow this case to come in, you will backslide. I say you will backslide. Look, the way backward, the steps backward, it begins with slowing down. You slow down, and you slow down, and then you come to a stop. And that is when you begin backward. So the moment you slow down, you are going backward already. Because you realize that when you slow down, a lot of cars are passing you by. Yeah. Amen. Do not let the curse of this world take us away from God. Hallelujah. Do not let the curse of this world take us away from God. Do not let the, the, a, a new marriage stop you from doing the work of God. You have married, so no choir rehearsals anymore. You have married, so you are too big to sing. You have married, so you are too big to clean the church. Amen. I see some women once they get married, they change completely. It's as if they are the only ones who have married. As if they are the only ones who have married. But many people have married. Many people have married. You are just one of many people who just got married. And in fact, maybe the day you married, so many people also get married. Yeah, you'll be amazed. Your wedding day, that special day, it was a day for a lot of other marriages. A day that you have ingrained in your And you'll never forget it. It's a day for so many couples also. Amen. Hallelujah. Let us read one more scripture and then we can close. Acts chapter 14 and verse 22. Let us read that from the New Living Translation. Acts chapter 14 and verse 22. It says... The New Living Translation, please. He says, where they strengthen, if you can go to the previous scripture, please, 21. He says, after preaching the good news in Derby and making many disciples, Paul and Barnabas returned to Lystra, Iconium, and Antioch of Pisidia. Where they strengthen the believers, they encourage them to continue in the faith. Reminding them that we must suffer many hardships to enter the kingdom of God. Hallelujah. We must suffer many hardships to enter the kingdom of God. We must suffer many hardships to enter the kingdom of God. If we are determined to enter the kingdom of God, Emmanuel, we must be prepared to suffer many hardships. Pain. Agony. Sleeplessness. Tiredness. sleepy, and you are driving. And you don't care. Because God will take care of you. Oh yes. Because God will take care of you. I have seen times that I I have driven certain strip of the highway and I don't know how I got from one end to the other. And I I can guarantee you that this time I was sleeping driving. And for that, oh, I'm so sleepy so I will not come to church. If I begin to tell you what I did this evening before I came here, you will not believe it. You will not believe it. Today's, I I, I believe I I was, I was, I was, (laughs) I think it was special anointing. I mean, the way I, the way I really cleared the snow and, I mean, I said this time, within the time, I said, "Ah," even myself, I was surprised. And I said, this, this is the anointing of God. Home and I came inside and I said, You done? I said, I'm done. He says, <laughs> I've never seen you clean the snow. I said, God is making way for us. He will take care of you. I said, He will take care of you. 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 He, of you. he knows how to do it. Amen. He knows how to do it. Do not let the cares enter in. Do not bring the curse in. The word of God is quick and it's powerful. And it's sharper than any two-edged sword. But when you bring in the curse. When you bring in. You see, I am not saying curse like C-U-R-S-E. I am talking about cares, The things that you care about. C-A-R-E-S. Curse. The things that you care about. So don't be confused and say the curse come and choke the word of God. It is what you care about. What you care about. Your dreams. The places you want to work. Some of us have dreams. Some of us have plans to sit on some high rise building. As you walk every day, say one day my office is going to be here. And my window, I'll be overlooking these streets. Come on, that's our dream. And you are working so hard towards it. You are working degree upon degree. Degree. Whatever it will take me to get there, I am working on it. And you bring the curse in and the promises of God. It says, casting all your curse upon Him. Amen. God will provide for you. Amen. I say, God will provide for you. His word is so true. If he says he will never ever leave you, he will not leave you. God will never leave you. May God make provision for you as you set your cares aside and you ignore your cares, As though you do not care about the things that are around you. As though you do not care about your circumstances. May the Lord Almighty make provision for you. May his promises be sure and be yes in your life. May they come to pass in your life. In the name of Jesus, may the Lord make way where there is no way. May the Lord open doors unto your life. The favor of God is coming upon you. Tonight, may the Lord open doors into your life. As you set yourself to serve him. As you set your life to serve him. The sacrifices that you make. Oh, in difficult times you are coming. He says that I count not my life so dear unto me. As you are not counting your life so dear unto you. May the Lord Almighty make way for you. May he make provision for you. Divine provision. Provision that you do not understand. Provision that you do not know where they are coming from. May they come into your life. In the name of Jesus, secret prayers will be answered as you set your life to serve God. He will provide for you. Oh yes. And his word is true. Has he said it, and will he not do it? He has promised and he will make it good. He says, they that wait on the Lord, they shall mount up with wings like eagles. You will run and you will not be weary. Oh, You serve Jehovah. You serve the God that parted the dry lands in the mighty ocean. You serve a God that taketh a nation out of another nation. You serve a God whose words, by his words, the heavens and
0: the
1: earth were made. You serve that God. Father, ask your children sacrifice, wing by wing, storms they are going through. Make way for them, oh God. Make way for them, O oh God. May you open doors unto them. Let the favor of God come upon them. You say that you have the ability to turn the hearts of kings whether people who make decisions concerning them touch their hearts of oh God favorable decisions may they be made concerning their life in the name of Jesus let the lives of these people change set them on higher you said that you cause them to sit at the high places let the favor of Jacob come upon them in the name of Jesus the blessings of Abraham the abundance of blessings let it come unto them in the name of Jesus you said that the blessings of God. Yes, they he shall run, run and it shall overtake them. Oh he who withhold not his own son from us how shall he not with him also freely give us all things? He will give us all things. He will make way for you. He will give us all things. He will give us all things where there is no way. He is making way where it seems impossible. He says with man it seems impossible but with God all things are possible. All things are possible. More
0: power. Father, we are thankful and we are grateful. More of you Bless you. We are thankful.
1: Oh, we, are thankful. we are thankful. Open doors. More Open power, doors. Open doors. Open doors. Open doors. You. Doors are being opening. Doors more are opening into your life. Elevation have been coming Elevation. Upon him, uh. he said, "You shall be the horn of your salvation. He uh. you shall be your rock, a rock on whom you will hide." Uh. Oh, yes, O oh God, we are thankful, oh God, in the, in the name of Jesus, in the name of Jesus, in the name of Jesus. Can I hear a loud amen? Thankful, O oh God, we are thankful,
0: and we are grateful
1: for your love and your kindness. What a God we serve. Yes. Lord, help us to set our cares aside. Help us to set our
0: needs aside. Help us
1: to set our cares aside.
0: You are a God indeed.
1: We glorify your name.
0: We give you glory. We set you on high.
1: We thank you, Lord.
0: And I we bless your name you
1: for your goodness and your mercy.
0: A hey, God indeed, you are will true will and you are faithful. You
1: your words are true. Oh yes, your words are true. You we are thank you Lord. Lord. We bless you. We give you oh, glory. We adore you. We set you, you on high in Jesus name. there's anyone here tonight you are not born again you want to give your life to Jesus if that is you you want to give your life to Jesus lift up your hand and I'll pray with you anyone here like that anyone here like that you say I want to receive Jesus Christ as my Savior if you were to die today you don't know where you will go but Jesus is making way for you he says you make your salvation sure if it is you You are not born again. If you were to die, you don't know if you are going to heaven or you are going to hell. But beloved, heaven and hell are real. They are so real. Do not die to find out. Do not die to find out that you could have made this choice and you did not. Tonight, that choice is available to you. It is your decision. It is your choice to go to hell or to go to heaven. It is your choice. Tonight. You want to give your life to Jesus. You want to make that choice. That if I die today. If I die tomorrow. I want to go to heaven. If that is you. Lift up your right hand and I will pray with you. Anyone here like that. Why don't you all join me. And let's say this prayer together. Say Lord Jesus. Thank you for dying for me.
0: Thank you for
1: dying for me. I am a sinner. I'm a Lord, Jesus, Lord Jesus, I, have fallen, I short have fallen short of your glory. Of your glory. But, tonight, but tonight, I make this confession, this confession that, you Jesus, that you are Jesus, the Son of God, the, of God, the, one, who the one who died and rose again and rose on, the on the third day. Lord Jesus, Lord Jesus cleanse, me cleanse me with your blood. With your blood. Wash, me Wash me with your blood. Your blood. Tonight, tonight I invite you, I invite you into, my life. into my life be my lord be my, lord. Be my master, be my, master. Be, my be my savior I will serve you, I will serve you from, this day. from this day Lord Jesus, lord Jesus please, write please write my name in the book of life, book of thank, life. You thank you Jesus for, for saving me in Jesus name, in Jesus name. Amen. Amen put your hands together for the Lord <laughs> as you take your seats is somebody
0: blessed? We hope you have been blessed immensely by this message. Join us at 1734 Williamsbridge Road in the Bronx on Sunday afternoons and Tuesday evenings. For copies of this and other messages, contact us via email at lci.com b r o n x at gmail.com